what is up grown people first and foremost let me say shout out to all of the first responders shout out to all of the necessary workers who are out there still grinding during this quarantine we're praying for you you're in our thoughts we love you we support you take care of yourselves and stay safe so now during these quarantine days i have had the opportunity to spend much more time with my wife um I am not an essential worker, so I've been actually out of work for about 30 days now. So I've essentially shifted into being a house husband. My wife is out there still working. She uh, She's an essential worker, so she's still doing what she has to do. But when she comes home at night, I make sure dinner is cooked. I make sure the house is clean and tight and right so she has nothing to worry about. But one of the shows that we've been watching on TV is My 600 Pound Life. The show is crazy, okay? These people are six, sometimes seven, even 800 pounds, and they're going to get this surgery to hopefully save their lives. Now, um, one of the crazy things about it is the doctor, Dr. Nalzardin, who is just a monster. He is telling these people the truth whether they want to hear it or not and some of them are mad about it the other thing that i noticed about the show and this is me uh making a confession a lot of these fast food restaurants that these people are going to i recognize them if you're familiar with the show they blur out everything they never show any names but just looking at the food they're eating i'm like oh yeah i, I i've eaten at that place multiple times so that is just making me realize that there are some things that i probably need to change but anyway I want to make some points. Hopefully you guys can get some nuggets from my 600 pound life. Welcome to the edge folks. Let's get sharp. What is up grown people? Let's get right into it. My 600 pound life. The first point I want to make is at the beginning of every episode, the first thing that this show does is they actually go in and they introduce you to these characters, or not characters, but these people. They, 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 each episode is named after whatever person is going through the situation, and it takes place over a year. And so in this opening interview, they are sharing with the camera, sharing with the audience what they have to do or how they survive on a day-to-day -day basis. And at the end of every interview, almost like clockwork, this individual says these words, how did I let it get this bad? And that is a really loaded question. That is a really powerful question because what it actually says is that at some point I was in control. What that question says that is at some point I could have asked for help. At some point I was, I had control over this my choices are what got me here so what that question is truly saying is that it was me i did it i'm responsible now in making this episode i wanted to be um as knowledgeable as possible so i did do some research on um food disorders and um food addictions and some of the things that i found out were ridiculous so I'm going to try to get through it as quickly as possible. It's not really a health show, but the information that I found out was to me so traumatic that I definitely wanted to share it with you guys. So basically it starts like this. Your body needs sugar, salt, and fat to sustain itself. That's just a fact. Okay. You need sugar, you need salt, you need fat, you need sugar for energy. 
you need salt to uh, maintain uh, your uh, your uh, your balance, your pH balance, and you need fat to store energy and to help things move properly in your body. So every time you consume these things, again, that sugar, salt, and fat, your brain releases a dopamine hit to encourage you to keep that behavior going because that's a behavior that's keeping you alive. Now, dopamine is a hormone that's released in your brain that basically makes you happy or makes you feel good. Now, we can get sugar, salt, and fat in healthy portions with a healthy diet of fruits, vegetables, good carbohydrates, healthy proteins, maybe some vitamins and supplements on the side. But we can get the necessary amounts that we need to survive and to be well. Now, the diabolical thing that's happening in the food industry is this. What the food industry is doing is they are taking food products, mostly junk foods and snacks and things of that sort, and they're packing it full of sweeteners, salts, and fat, so that when you eat them, that dopamine response is triggered in your head. But here's the thing, at the same time, they're stripping away the food of any nutritional value. So while the dopamine response is going off in your brain, your body is not actually receiving any substance. So your body's not being fed. So what happens is, if that behavior continues, you fall into this loop where you're eating and your brain is telling you to eat more because you needed to survive, but because your body is not being satisfied, you fall into a loop of going back and eating more, going back and eating more, going back and eating more. So when you take this situation, this diabolical evil situation, and you couple it with things like trauma, like like molestation or rape, like losing a loved one or going through a divorce, food becomes your coping mechanism because you know when you eat it, you're going to get that dopamine response. It's going to pull you out of a depression, quote unquote, and it's going to make you happy. So when food becomes that coping mechanism for you, then it could possibly become an addiction. So that is the monstrous thing. That's where this thing starts. It's it's disgusting. It's diabolical. But this is when it gets out of control. But going back to that question, how did I let it get this bad? How did I let it get this bad? Again, is a loaded question because, again, it says it was me. I did this. I'm responsible. Yes, the deck was stacked against me. Yes, there were some other people that did some ugly and horrible things to me. But at the end of the day, it is not my fault, but it is my responsibility to take control of this thing and to move forward. So that question, how that I let it get this bad is super, super important. And again, it happens in every single episode. All right, another thing that is brought up in every single episode, like I said earlier, Dr. Now is the type of dude that tells you the truth, regardless if you want to hear it or not. And in a lot of these situations, these individuals that are going through this process to get this surgery, these individuals that are hundreds of pounds overweight, they are very, very rarely by themselves. Yeah, I know there's a meme going around that everybody on my 600 pound life is married. So go ahead, girl, and eat that cupcake. So watching the episode, if you watch 10 episodes, nine of them, the individual is married or in a relationship. And then on that 10th episode, the person that's with them or the person that's taking care of them is like one of their kids or one of their uh, children. So somebody obviously thought they were attractive enough at one point to lay down with them. These people are very, very rarely 
alone. So Dr. Now makes it a point to address their family, to address their friends, to address the people that are around them. Because what happens is these people become enablers. And he calls them that straight up. You're an enabler. Because you see the condition that she's in. You see that she can't even or he can't even care for him or herself. So who's bringing them this food? Who's cooking it for them? Who's bringing it to them so that they can eat it so that they can overeat? It has to be somebody else, right? And I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not giving all of the responsibility to them, but they are definitely a part of it. One of the books that I've been reading over the quarantine is uh, called Atomic Habits. And in that book, the author, James Clear, makes it a point to say that changing habits is not just about willpower. It's also about who's around you, who you're associating with, and it's also about your environment. So you can, your willpower can be out of this world. Your willpower can be super strong, but if you have the wrong people around you and you're still surrounded in a, in a bad environment, your willpower is eventually gonna let you down. So Dr. Now is one of those people who tells you the truth and he makes it a point to tell these people that you are an enabler. So let's talk about enablers. I like to talk a lot about accountability. Accountability is one thing. I think enablers are the opposite or the antithesis of a accountability partner. Because what an accountability partner does is they remind you of what you said. They remind you of the goals that you set. They remind you of the, the purpose that you have. They remind you of your character and of who you are when you start acting out of pocket, when you start going in a different direction. Your accountability partner is the one that's going to say, hey, didn't you say you wanted to save money when you start spending all frivolously? Your accountability partner is, one, is the one that's going to say, didn't you say you wanted to lose a certain amount of weight this year? So why are we eating this? Why are we going over here? Your enabler is almost there to help you forget. When your enabler is trying to make you happy, number one, and number two, they're trying to make you comfortable. So, and they're not evil people. Enablers love you. Enablers care about you. They wanna see you smile. They wanna see you comfortable. Even if you smiling and com and you, even if, uh, stop. Even if you smiling and even if you being comfortable is killing you, they still want that for you. That's what an enabler does. So I had you have to learn that maybe some some people that are closest to you aren't necessarily the best for you. That doesn't mean they don't love you. That doesn't mean they don't care about you. That doesn't mean you need to totally and completely dismiss them. But what you need to do is reposition them until you can make this change. You need to reposition yourselves. Uh, sometimes you need to cut and run. That means you need to cut some relationships and you need to run or move away from that environment so that you can properly make the distinction and properly make the changes that's necessary. Uh, one of the things that I learned about me during this quarantine time is that I am not a good accountability partner for my wife, okay? Because I like peace in my house. I don't like arguing. I don't like fussing. I don't like fighting. I don't like going back and forth. So whatever she needs to be happy and comfortable, for the most part, I'm going to get it for her, regardless if that's good for her or not. Now I'm in the process of changing that, but that is something that I learned. Um, she is, my wife loves pepperoni pizza. That is her favorite pizza in the world. 
is just a nice cheese pizza with some pepperoni on it she loves it um and there's some really good pizza places down here in florida but that is her go-to pizza and sometimes when she's upset and and she's sad and she had a rough day at work i'm like babe do you want some pizza and i will buy her a pepperoni pizza regardless of the fact that she says she wants to lose weight regardless of the fact that she says uh, uh she's trying to get healthy and she's trying to cut back to see that smile on her face and to keep peace in my house i will buy you a slice of pizza if that's what it takes then that's what i'm doing so again we're working on changing that now but that is something that we had to realize that you can shift into being an enabler what love is what real love is what real unconditional love is is giving that person what they need regardless of what it means for your relationship i'm gonna say that one more time is giving this other person what they need regardless of what it means for your relationship now if this other person needs to be told the truth there's a way that you can speak the truth to them in love and they might not take it the right way and if they're hurt and they choose to cut you off and they choose to not be friends with you anymore if they choose to not be in a relationship with you anymore you need to be able to say hey it was worth it to tell my friend the truth it was worth it because i love this person enough to do what's best for them regardless of how what it means for them for me i'm going to do what, what's best for you even if it means i lose you in the long run because you have to go in a different direction but i love you enough to tell you the truth i love you enough 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 to separate myself from you and to truly be a true friend to you so that's what that is and sometimes enablers get that twisted so again now that's enablers now an environment now in this show one of the things that doctor now does is that he asks you to you lose a certain amount of weight before you go into surgery and sometimes people can't do that because of enablers and environment so what he'll do is he'll actually separate them from the situation first and foremost wherever you are doctor now in his practice is in texas so wherever these people are in the country they usually pick up and move to texas so they can be closer to doctor now so that he can monitor them so that's one way of removing them from the environment the another way another level of removing them from the environment is what doctor now does is he actually takes them and puts them in the hospital admits them to the hospital and they stay in there for sometimes a couple of weeks sometimes even a couple of months until they lose a certain amount of weight once they lose that certain amount of weight then he'll send them home and have them lose some more weight on their own because it's not just about again the environment or the people around you is also about that willpower so he needs to see that you have what it takes to change and to move forward okay but i'm getting ahead of myself i'm going to cover those points uh later as well so you need to think about this who is around you what is your environment telling you or what is your environment causing you to do because in order to change the habit you might again have to cut and run cut some ties or cut some people off for a time period reposition them and run which is move away from that environment and get to another place where you can be successful all right let's keep it going next point and this is the point that's maddening to me it's it's nuts it's crazy doctor now makes it a point to tell these people that the surgery will not fix the problem 
they're on this show. They're going through this show. They're going through this journey, this process, specifically for this surgery. But the crazy part is, the surgery is not even the cure. The surgery helps, yes. But Dr. Now lets them know. And his name is Dr. Now Zardin. But sometimes we shorten it to Dr. Now. Dr. Now lets them know that you can gain weight after surgery. If you don't change your behavior, then your situation won't change. The surgery only reduces the amount of food that you can eat in one sitting. That helps, but it's not the fix. In order to really lose weight, in order to really change your lifestyle, you have to change your decisions. You have to change your behavior. That's why what he does is you have to lose a certain amount of weight before the surgery. 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 70 pounds before he will even schedule you for the surgery. Because, number one, your body is so unhealthy, their bodies are so unhealthy at being that weight, being that heavy, that the trauma of going through a surgery could possibly kill them. Put them into cardiac arrest, okay? People are cutting you open, they're all inside of you, they're, they're, they're doing things inside of you, your body can't take it. So you need to lose a certain amount of weight to get you healthy enough to be able to survive the surgery. The other part of it, point number two, is you need to show him that you're willing to change your behavior. So that's why he has you lose weight before you even go into surgery. Here's another part that I think is bananas. There are some episodes where, where these individuals will spend their whole year, like the show is recorded over the course of a year, from their initial appointment to after their surgery. There are some people who will spend their whole year arguing back and forth, making excuses, not making the changes, not losing the weight. They're arguing with this doctor who knows exactly what he's doing, who's been through all of these classes, who's been through all of this college, who's been through, I don't even know how many surgeries that this man has done at this point, but they will spend all of this year six seven months out of 12 arguing back and forth and making excuses instead of making the necessary changes it's it's horrible to think about those are my worst episodes i hate watching them because i'm like don't you want to change don't you want to live don't you want to be here for your family for your for your spouse for your kids do you or do you not trust the process and go for it but again there are some people that just don't get it Alright, so let's go over one more time. Alright, that first point, how did I let it get this bad? I know that there's a such thing as food addiction. I know that there's devious acts happening right now in the food industry. But at some point, you have to take responsibility, number one, and say that it was me that got me in this situation. And at the end of the day, you have to take control. You have to say, it is me that's going to get me out of this situation. The number two point was be mindful of the people and the place that's around you. Watch out for your enablers and watch out for your environment. Changing the habit is not just about willpower. It's also about accountability and environment. If necessary, you might have to cut and run. That means cut ties, cut some relationships and run, move away from that environment or shift the environment around you. And the third thing that we talked about is the surgery is not going to fix the problem. There is no magic pill. The only way to fix the problem 
is to change your behavior. So that's all I have for you on this one. Um, stay tuned for the final thought. This is your boy, Mike Savage, Master Certified Life Coach and Speaker. In these unprecedented times, I know a lot of people are going through changes. A lot of people are experiencing things that they never expected that they will have to experience. In my personal life, for the first time in 23 years, I don't have a job to go to. I don't have somebody who's requiring my time. I don't have the structure that I normally have. And it took some time for me to adjust to that. So I know that there are people out there who are having a tough time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer my services 100% for free. A personal life coaching session, $150 value completely for free. I need you to call this number 407 676 5507 leave a message with your information we'll get back to you we'll set up an appointment and you can have an hour and a half session 100% for free I don't want your PayPal I don't want your credit card I don't want your cash app 100% for free on me call this number 407-676-5507 leave a message we'll get back to you we'll set up your appointment today I love you guys and we are going to get through this together multiple choices. One decision did not get you to where you are today. It was many decisions over a period of time that developed into habits that produced your current lifestyle. Good or bad, love it or hate it, it is a result of your choices. Many, plural, choices. So if you want to change your current situation, you have to make different choices. Again, not just one, I'm talking about a hundred choices, a hundred choices in a day, if necessary, a hundred choices in a day for a hundred days, whatever it takes to get you to a better place, whatever it takes to get you to your purpose, whatever it takes to get you to your goals, whatever it takes to shift the habit, that's what you have to do. So today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Again, it's multiple choices, but you can start with one choice today. Choose life. Choose change. Choose success. Choose your purpose. You, my friend, are not a mistake. You are a solution. And I'll see you next time on The Edge.